702 Drive, well, we always spend time looking at different aspects of the South African energy situation. And one of the things uh, that came up, I think this was posted by Michael Jordan involved with Rain, but also many people will remember him as somebody who was uh, the CEO of, um, of FNB many years back. So he tweets this, private installed solar... Uh, of 5.2 gigawatts is now larger than any coal-fired power station in South Africa. And he points to Madupi and Kusile, which presumably this is at their full capacity, would be at 4.8 gigawatts. It's an interesting stat, but uh, perhaps it raises as many questions as it suggests answers. And to explore those, we now uh, welcome Professor Samson Mampwedi, uh, Professor Mampwedi is the head of the Energy Secretariat at the South African National Energy Development Institute. Professor, welcome and thanks very much for your time. Good afternoon to you and the, and the listeners. I, I, I suppose the first thing that occurred to me was it's an interesting stat and you can tell us if you believe it's a significant one. But I, I would have thought there's a big difference between aggregated power across many, many entities like households, small businesses, uh, maybe uh, 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 small community areas like like housing complexes on the one hand and a single power entity because presumably the way you can deploy that uh, power would be very different between the two. Yes, so this is quite significant and uh, it's, it's mainly because of the reforms that were brought in by national government with the, the introduction of the rebate program. We have long uh, predicted that uh, the, the future power system is, is going to be distributed energy and this is what we're starting to see now. Um, the, the significance is that um, you, 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 ha- you, you don't have a single power station like what we have with, uh, with the coal power fleet, uh, where if, if something breaks, then the entire kind of a, the bigger part of the energy system is basically compromised. Whereas with distributed energy, you, you you may have failures in various areas that may not necessarily affect the bigger uh, power system uh, as it may. So so that is one thing. The second aspect is when you when you look at the the coal uh, fleet uh, versus the, the the solar energy, the rooftop solar PV that we that we see growing. Uh, the, the there are issues around the the, the, the power factors there are issues around the the the, the fact that the the, the 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 solar PV is variable on its own yeah. whereas the coal fleet is kind of um, uh, provide you with with base load but what we're seeing now is a revolution that will on its own take over from the traditional power system where we'll have more of distributed uh, energy even at, at medium to kind of large scale if you look at the fact that we've got quite, quite a lot of other kind of uh, distributed power uh, that is coming through uh, the hydrogen economy, for instance, we're right. expecting twice the the amount of uh, of electricity that is in that that we have in South Africa to come from renewables in between 2035 and 20 uh, and 2050. This is where the power system mm. is going. So, so Prof, I mean, one of the challenges we 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 speak a lot about generation. I think increasingly on the agenda is a very focused conversation about transmission. 
are transmission solutions made more difficult when you have the dispersal of energy uh, generation in the way that you've just described? I fully understand your point that because you're not dependent on one power station, I know I'm simplifying things, you're not as vulnerable if that one source breaks. But does it make transmission solutions more difficult? <laughs> It does not necessarily make transmission solutions more more difficult. It it basically makes it much more easy. Uh, Because if you look at the the, the distribution of of distributed power sources, um, the the, the Western Cape, for instance, we've got quite a lot of solar PV. Uh, Even provinces like Limbopo, uh, where people are not building a single large uh, power sources, but that they are building this distributed rooftop in businesses and in, in homes, uh, that would not necessarily compete well if you are to go to the Northern Cape where there's grid and, and, and then you need to then compete for that particular grid. In this particular space, everybody in across the country can, can build their small PV system and feed into the grid right. and they will have grid capacity as opposed to the situation where we have to go in a particular area where there, there's the most resource and cop- compete for that particular grid, which is where we are at the moment. And, and just finally, Prof, I mean, the, 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 the question that sometimes arises when we look at renewable, uh, privately sourced and privately funded as a solution, uh, the, the issues of energy inequality come up and that we, on the one hand, uh, will be pleased to see people getting off the grid uh, because that may be means that there's less drawing on that centrally generated power. But does it, do we then run the risk, if we don't have a comprehensive policy, of leaving the people who are dependent on the Madupis of the fleet, as opposed to looking after themselves, uh, might be left behind as we move into what will still be the next four or five very challenging years? Yeah, so... The, the issue of uh, energy inequality uh, does not necessarily come into play okay. because um, the, the more the, the more energy we have, even if it's coming from the private individuals who may be getting out of the grid or feeding into the grid, the more it frees up. The, the energy uh, that is coming from the traditional power system uh, that ESCOM is running. So basically, uh, that energy becomes available for the for, for the poor and it also becomes available for the businesses that cannot afford to, to go uh, the, 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 the distributed energy source kind of a situation, which then basically means that it becomes an advantage to everybody in the, in the, in the country. It also assists in terms of uh, growing the country's economy economy, thereby we also create jobs, which basically means that even if the the, the rich are the ones who are doing it, those with with money, it also assists the poor because Mm. there will be more job stability, there will be more jobs created when the economy starts to grow. So so it's good for for, for the entire country if we go distributed uh, power uh, generation systems as well. Thank you so much, Professor Samson Mampweli. He is head of the Energy Secretariat at the South African National Energy Development Institute. Just a footnote on that, Bobby Jordan on uh, 
Business Day writes that Cape Town businesses and households have earned more than 25 million rand uh, selling their excess solar PV power since the start of the 2022-23 financial year. This under the city's Cash for Power program. Interesting stuff. It's 702 Drive.